0: 785 Magazine is proud to present KSEF Digital Radio, Topeka, Kansas. That's the thing you're listening to right now. And we're celebrating everything local and everything Topeka. Learn more at 785live.com. And thanks for tuning in.
1: To another edition of Ballots and Brews. We have uh, such a fun show tonight, as as we always do. Uh, we are so excited to have another member of the Topeka City Council with us tonight. We have City Councilman Mike Lesser uh, with us today, representing District 9. Uh, so we're excited to have District 9 up in the house tonight. And so we've got lots of questions for him, and we'll learn a little bit more about Mike uh, tonight as well. Um, but of course, as we always do, we want to start off uh, talking beer. Uh, so we are so excited to have with us tonight. Adam Rostal, one of the co-owners of Northspin Brewing Company. Adam, thanks for being here today.
0: Hey, no problem. Happy to be happy to do it.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I, and I know that you guys have been have been pretty busy um, at Northspin in these uh, last several months and really over uh, the last year. Uh, so, yeah, one of the things I know that you all have done is, is added food uh, to your offering. So can you talk a little bit about how that's been going?
0: Yeah, it's been going pretty good. It's definitely a learning experience. It's, uh, a lot of fun. It's definitely helped us, uh, attract a new clientele and helped us get our beer in front of more people, which is always the number one goal. And, think it's uh, been going pretty good. Absolutely. And, and you, uh, for
1: those who might not be uh, familiar, you want to talk a little bit about kind of what those food offerings are. It's, you know, it's food. That's kind of got kind of a Norse uh, kind of a flair or tradition on it.
0: Yeah. We kind of try to keep a Scandinavian flair towards everything we get on the menu here. So you'll have some, some crossover between like some bar food and like some Scandinavian style. Like we have uh, fried goat cheese balls so yeah it's kind of fried bar food but it's also got that goat cheese and dill in it that's really kind of fun a little different but still comfortable
1: absolutely and you guys have a brunch menu now too as well right
0: yeah on sundays we've been uh killing it with a brunch menu people are really really been very receptive to it we've been doing a really good good with that we do everything from pancakes uh our smoked salmon eggs benedict which oh is gosh. usually the number one
1: yeah
0: number one hit so
1: that's awesome and people of course could get that food i believe uh so curbside too if they wanted to as well is that right
0: yeah we're doing to go orders uh we're they're available call in or you can also go to our website and order stuff and we'll have it ready for you when you get there
1: awesome Very cool. Uh, Beautiful, uh, beautiful days like we've had that gets us excited about the idea of of head up there and get some of that that delicious food. Uh, Now, of course, uh, talking about beer, getting down to business there, I think you've been busy working on some new releases. Can you talk a
0: little bit about that? Pretty stoked. We uh, Mm -hmm. just yesterday or what's today? Today's Wednesday. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it was Monday. We released our two uh, Irish beers for the season, Uh, our Irish red ale and then also an irish stout that we're pouring on nitro which is what i'm drinking right now (laughs) um they're both uh i was super happy with how they turned out this year they're super smooth nice malty red ale and then the nitro's got a really nice coffee roast to it that's Uh really pretty darn good
1: very cool. Very cool. Uh, now, is there are there any St. Patrick's Day uh, festivities that are going to be uh, coming up at the brewery where people might be able to, to sample some of those?
0: Yeah, we'll definitely be open. We didn't really plan a big shindig. Uh, sure. I know they moved the parade, so we didn't want to go too deep into it but we'll definitely be open. We've got uh, a Reuben sandwich on the menu that's got your corned beef and your oh, sauerkraut nice. on it and then our our fried Reuben bites that also have the corned beef in them. So definitely have your food options and then we got our our Irish beers ready to go. So we'll be We'll be ready for the old <laughs> Saint Patrick's Day.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, that sounds great. You know, to thinking about, you know, thinking about the the weather getting nicer and everything. You guys have, of course, those big uh, windows that you can open up as well. Fronts, I think, for it's a really nice uh, kind of semi-outdoor seating as well.
0: Yeah, you can kind of be inside while you're outside. This this time of year is when those really shine. When we got that nice, beautiful weather that we can pop those open, and then we also still have our patio that we're there's some there's some things coming down the pipeline for the patio so that's something to Look out for For the future
1: Absolutely A little, little teaser Of things to come
0: Yeah It's definitely Something that we're Really uh, Really interested in doing We're just wanting to uh, Plan it out and Make sure we get it done right And it's It's going to be Pretty cool
1: Very cool We're looking Looking forward to that Well And, and Adam Yeah I should mention To your uh, workouts We talked about The St. Patrick's Day um, uh, New releases You've had You know what, What's What's kind of Your inspiration You know As you're thinking About things That you uh, Want to try try uh, Our new brews that you uh, want to put out there. Yeah, what's what's that process like for you?
0: Oh, it's uh, it can it can start anywhere. It can start <laughs> from a new kind of malt getting released. It can start from oh hey, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. What what kind of beers do we do for that? It can start from just coming up with a funny beer name and <laughs> having to work backwards from there. You know, just anything anything can spark that creative landslide that starts, <laughs> and then you know, I just find myself ten hours later in the weird part of Google <laughs> and uh working it working it out and it's uh there's there's one coming up that's uh kind of similar to that like uh it's one my wife did melissa uh every thanksgiving. We go up to my parents' house and mom makes a sweet potato casserole. And my wife's like, we need to make beer that tastes like that sweet potato casserole. So (laughs) that one's in the pipeline and should be released here pretty soon with uh, a pound of sweet potatoes per gallon of beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's that's way cool. You never know where inspiration will strike. That's, is, there a, is there a beer that you're probably the, the most proud of?
0: Most proud of? Um, there's some that I'm super happy with, but I'm, I'm not sure any of them are completely done. Oh, uh, sure. I keep tweaking, and anytime there, anytime come across new information or new ingredients or uh, somebody smarter than me tells <laughs> me something I should have known five years ago, uh, i I really do enjoy uh, our Mexican lager, which I need to make here in the next couple of weeks to be ready for Cinco de Mayo. But uh, oh, yeah. it's it's just a super clean, really nice, refreshing beer. Absolutely.
1: Is there is there anything you've ever brewed where you're like, well, we're never going to do that again?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it happens. I. Every once in a while, I go a little too far down the rabbit hole. And I, I'm more worried about whether or not I can than whether or not I should.
1: <laughs> That's fair. It's very fair. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, you know, thinking ahead, you're know, looking past St. Patrick's there. Are there any other uh, special events or upcoming events that you guys are, are working on?
0: Well, uh, about a month ago, we actually did our first uh Beer, cocktail, and food dinner for Valentine's Day, ah, yeah. and we learned a lot, and it we got a lot of good feedback, and it went over really pretty good. So we're really wanting to expand on that and try to get maybe about once a quarter have a menu for uh, kind of a small intimate group. Uh, we didn't we didn't sell a ton of tickets. We wanted to be a really special event and do a nice pairing between beers and cocktails. And then the food really lets the, our bartenders get their creativity out and our cooks and me. So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a good, uh, it was a really fun evening. So that's that's something we're exploring. We haven't nailed down what exact dates, but we're, tossing a lot around and that's definitely something to keep an eye out for pretty soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I, I saw some pictures from the, the Valentine's dinner online. It looked like, a, it looks like a good time.
0: Yeah. We, uh, all the, uh, flame lights that we've installed throughout the building. We shut all the other lights off and just did it by candlelight. Oh, that's awesome. So it was, uh, the ambiance was on point and the food came out good. And beer has always, a uh, nice way to cap it off.
1: Absolutely. Way cool. Awesome. We'll be looking forward, looking forward to, to seeing more of those there in the future for sure. Well, Adam, thanks so much for, for hanging out with us a little bit tonight.
0: Hey, no problem. Good to talk to you.
1: Absolutely. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. Hopefully trying some of those new Irish beers here pretty soon too.
0: They're here and I am too <laughs> Awesome
1: Well very good Well folks go ahead And stay tuned So after the break We have got the roundup Coming up Where we are going to recap All the craziest That's happened this last week In uh, state, local And federal government So go ahead And stay tuned uh, While you're during, While you're waiting During a commercial break You can always Of course look up Norseman on social media As well So if you want to see Pictures of all that Great food and all those Great events they've got Going on Make sure to check them out On both Facebook and Twitter They do a really good job Of keeping people updated on there. So be sure to check uh, Norseman out on your social media. And as always, you're listening to Bouts of Brews here on KSF 785 Live Radio. All right, folks, it's time for this week's Roundup. It has been a busy week uh, for all levels of government, so we are going to just dive right into things, starting as we always do locally. Um, at the city level, we are actually going to save a lot of that conversation from this week's city council meeting um, to just a little bit in the next segment uh, as we talk with uh, Councilman Mike Lesser. Uh, but we'll know just a couple things uh, outside of just a regular city council meeting uh, this week. The city did announce uh, that Monique Gaudet has been appointed to their new newly created position of city ombudsman. Uh, Now, if you're like me, you have maybe heard of an um, um ombudsman ombudsman. That is a really hard word to say, you all. An ombudsman. Uh, But you have absolutely no idea what an um, an, um, ombudsman... That word. My goodness, that is hard to say. Uh, You might have no idea what an ombudsman does. Um, Or an ombudswoman? Uh, I don't know. How does one ombuds exactly? But, well, we're going to find out. Um, Linguistic issues aside, this is a pretty neat development. Uh, The ombudsman will serve as an independent and impartial office uh, where citizens can get help with city services and report their issues with city government. Um, The Ombudsman's Office will allow citizens to uh, find answers uh, to questions that they have about city services, city government. Um, They can submit a request um, for the C-Click Fix app um, that folks can use for reporting street issues, maintenance issues, and that kind of thing. Really, the idea of the Ombudsman's Office is to have someone kind of be your, your Sherpa, your guide to city government, so that if you have an issue or a question or a gripe with with the city, uh, your first point of contact is to Monique, um, and she kind of guides you through um, who to contact um, at the city. It's really a way to streamline constituent requests, to track those requests, make sure that they get resolved, investigate potential issues, that sort of thing, and to do it all in a fair and impartial way. Um, So it's a really kind of neat thing for the city to to take on. Um, One thing that's important to note, while this is a new office and a new role, uh, Monique is not new to city government. Uh, she actually currently serves as the director of neighborhood engagement and she will actually continue in that role. I've had a chance to work with her um, a little bit and y'all, Monique is pretty badass. She's uh, the perfect choice really for this role. If you want something done, I could not think of a more uh, perfect person for that role. So we're pretty luck- lucky to have her there. Along the lines of trying to streamline and be more efficient, the city was busy this week. They also launched a new website called services.topeka.org. So services.topeka.org, and this is really designed to kind of be a one-stop shop uh, for all those digital services that the city offers. So that means if you're, you know, applying for a city job online, if you're submitting bids uh, for jobs for construction projects and things like that with the city, um, if you're trying to access that C Click Fix app that we talked about earlier, all those digital kind of products that the city offers, um, they've combined them into the handy Dandy kind of one-stop shop online. Um, so that's services.topeka.org um, where you can go to find that information. Um, so some pretty cool developments in this city that are really trying to help folks interact with the city in a easier, more efficient way. You know, the last thing you want or need is 15 different steps and 12 different websites uh, to navigate through when you have issues. So it's pretty good stuff there. Um, on the county level, it's been a a relatively quieter week at the county commission level. I think they're meeting Monday only lasted about thirty some minutes. Um uh, but we should note that uh on the good news front our number of COVID cases in Shawnee County are getting they are getting very low. Uh it's almost become like a little John song in here. Um, side note, it should be pointed out that that pun is alluding to a song Get Low by Lil John and not Low by Flo Rida. Two different songs. It's important to keep your early 2000s hip-hop straight, and I never could. Anyway... If you didn't see, our numbers in Shawnee County have dropped significantly, which is very exciting. We are now officially out of the uncontrolled territory uh, when it comes to our number of cases. So y'all, let's keep it that way. Uh, You know what to do. We've talked before about all the things that we need to do to keep each other safe uh, during this time. And I don't know about you, I'm getting really tired of my car's GPS uh, predicting that uh, the only places I'm going when I get in the car are the liquor store or the grocery store. So let's keep those numbers low, um, so we're able to get out and interact more uh, with folks in the months to come. Uh, One other COVID note, uh, normally Thursdays are dashboard days, uh, where we usually wait with bated breath to see the weekly reveal of our dashboard, uh, our COVID-19 dashboard numbers. Um, That dashboard is actually getting an overhaul, um, and therefore you're not going to see a new dashboard uh, this week, uh, but next week you will see a brand new shiny one that's been updated with uh, some different kind of measures um, at the request of the county commission. Uh, also on the COVID front, Shawnee County did announce this week that they are moving into phase 2B of our vaccination plan. So if you haven't been keeping track, we've been in 2A and we're now moving to 2B uh, of, of our vaccination uh, plan. This phase includes uh, more of those frontline employees, basically those those essential employees whose jobs really can be done from home. It includes some of our favorite people, uh, bartenders, bar uh, employees, restaurants, Weight staff, uh, food handlers, all those folks, uh, aviation employees, transportation employees, clergy, librarians, higher ed, faculty and staff, uh, cashiers and retail workers, all those folks, the folks that really kind of make our world run on a day-to-day basis, quite honestly. Um, Shawnee County estimates there's about 25,000 of those people um, that fall in that phase. So it'll take a couple of weeks to uh, work through vaccinating all, all those individuals. Um, As for myself, um, you know, I did contemplate the idea that I am technically an ordained member of the Universal Life Church online, but apparently that does not count count for being a member of the clergy. So I'm still waiting for my opportunity myself, Um, but make no mistake, I will get it when that opportunity comes up. Um, Then we'll take a look at what's going on in the state government. Um, One thing that's worth noting, dare I say even celebrating, is that now that we are past uh, turnaround day, we are essentially at the halfway point of the the session, which is super exciting. Uh, For those keeping score at home, uh, the Kansas House has so far passed 124 bills, while the Senate has passed 88 losers. Just kidding. Uh, more than seven hundred bills have been introduced in total this session, and a whopping four bills have been signed by Governor Kelly thus far. Um, that includes the one we talked about last week to save cities from bankruptcy um, due to those high energy bills, and that was a bill that was uh, introduced, passed, and signed all in the same day. Um, they also, uh, of course, did this year too: pass a measure to place a question on the uh, August 2022 primary ballot concerning rather the legislature uh, should have a role in regulating abortion Uh, so they've been they've been busy I highly suggest uh, highly recommend you check out the Kansas uh, Reflectors legislative summary online and they do a really good job of running through uh, kind of all the big hits from this year so far some things I completely just totally forgot about um, as well so they have a really good discussion uh, posted on there Uh, Education, of course, continues to be a hot topic um, at the state level, Um, and tonight I just want to talk for uh, just a minute, actually, about another entity outside the legislature, uh, that being the State Board of Education. Uh, You know, we talked last week about the importance of school boards, um, and you may not have known that we also have an elected State Board of Education that oversees public education in the state of Kansas. Uh, They met last week and got an update on how kids um, are really doing in schools, given, you know no everything that is going on. Um, At that meeting, uh, Kansas Education Commissioner Randy Watson reported that early data is showing um, some slides in reading and math proficiency uh, for students, particularly at-risk students and younger students. And so they're starting to to see a little bit of that that, uh, decline or that learning loss that folks were were worried about. Um, Interestingly enough, one of the commissioner's biggest concerns is actually with this year's seniors Uh, one of the things they found uh, with last year's uh, class of seniors when they look back at them is that for the class of 2020 half to a third of that class uh, ended up uh, dropping their plans to pursue post-secondary education. So, you know, college, community college, uh, that sort of thing. I um, mean, it got even worse when you looked at students' income background. Uh, poorer students were far more likely to drop their post-graduation plans uh, than the more affluent students. Um, and so that that raised some alarm bells. You know, the commissioner pointed out that while wow, there's still time left out to help those younger students that might be behind, um, there's a lot of concern about seniors that are getting ready to graduate and could slip through the crack the cracks. All that said, one of the things that uh, the commissioner did stress too is all this data uh, is still really preliminary. And it's still really early. It's too early to really get a complete picture of just how students are doing. You know, students uh, still have yet to take the standardized tests um, for this year, which will yield uh, more uh, more information and more data. So this is really just kind of a preliminary look on things, um, but it does get at some of those concerns that folks have had um, throughout the pandemic about things like learning loss and, and things like that. Speaking of education, there is one legislator who is all about education, particularly civics education, uh, which of course uh, tugs at our heartstrings here at Ballots and Brews. Mind you, the whole premise of this show is civic engagement and uh, civic education, so you're not going to find a ton of argument from us about the importance of civic education. Um, After all, we do have United States senators that don't even know what the three branches of government are, so I get it. Um, the debate really is how to do it. Uh, Representative uh, Steve Huber has been on kind of a little bit of a crusade of sorts the last couple of years um, to build in a required civics test uh, that students would have to take as a graduation requirement from Kansas high schools. Um, he introduced a bill that initially would require students to pass uh, an exam that he was actually looking to uh, have an exam that would be a 100-question-long uh, exam. It's been pared back a little bit it now um, that it would be an exam that would be uh, that would take questions from the same civics test that's used in the naturalization process to become a citizen, um, and so they'd be able to teachers would be able to select questions from that to make up the exam that students. That students would take. Uh, the Kansas chapter of the National Education uh, Association um, does oppose a measure, really seeing it as being duplicative of the curriculum that's already out there through your regular government and history classes and that sort of thing in schools. Um, they also pointed out, too, that we do have that State Board of Education that we just talked about, um, and their job is, the, is to set curriculum um, and oversee education in the state, and that's not really the purview of the legislature. Um, for their part, the Legislatures have just said, Hey, we're not really telling you what to do curriculum wise, but we have a responsibility to make sure our folks are educated about the civic process and that sort of thing. So there's still a debate going on. This bill did pass the House, so it's on to uh, the Senate right now. So we'll see uh, what that bill looks like as it makes its way through the Senate. You know, I think everyone, you know, even in the committee uh, hearing for that bill, everyone agreed that civics education in this country is in a place. Um, You know, when you look at the statistics out there about how many people can name all three branches of government, um, how many people accurately know the powers of the three branches of government. You know, the statistics are pretty horrifying um, for, for students, not just in Kansas, but across the country. And so folks don't disagree for the most part that there's a civics education uh, issue, but the question is really how to, how to handle it in the best way. And so that's really what this debate is all about. Uh, one other fun little tidbit in this week, uh, last week from the legislature, um, had to do with barbers. Uh, yep, that's, you heard me right, barbers. People that cut your hair. Uh, they are once again asking for passage of the Kansas Barbering Act. Uh, this is a bill that would do all kinds of things to revise the state standards for basically how people cut your hair. Um, there are a whole myriad of state laws um, that pertain to how uh, hair and cosmetics and all that stuff Um, can be, can be handled and can be done um, in the state. And so uh, this Kansas Barbering Act would do a number of things, um, including uh, banning the display of barber poles under certain circumstances. And I had to double-check. Barber poles is not a euphemism, uh, as I first thought it was when I read the article. It means the actual red, white, and blue barber poles that you normally see in front of uh, barbershops. They apparently have special significance. I did not know this. Um, And the the, uh, barbers and this law would like to see some rules about how uh, they want to see some rules about how barbers show off their poles. So. Take that, take that uh, as you will. Um, so that was uh, that was some new information that I learned uh, this week. So feel free to to Google away about barbers and their polls. Just be careful what computer you search on. Uh, the bill was actually introduced uh, by Representative Mike Amix. I think I'm saying that last name right, um, a Barber himself. Who I do have to point out actually does have some pretty great hair himself too. So it looks like he's he's living he's uh, walking the walk as well. Uh, so just a little fun tidbit from the legislature. This past week. Um, And last but not least, of course, we can't end talking about the state without mentioning the upcoming 2022 governor's race. Uh, I know we just barely got into 2021, and we are already worried about an election that is over a year away. Um, But this week, that uh, election got more exciting as Derek Schmidt, the Kansas Attorney General, announced what has really been the worst kept secret in Topeka and uh, throughout most of the state, which is that he is running for governor in 2022. Um, I say it's kept secret. This is something that's been pretty widely known um, throughout um, a lot of political circles um, in in Topeka. Uh, you know, a lot of his actions um, of of late have been targeted towards kind of positioning himself and setting him, uh, himself up for this run. So. It really came um, as no surprise to to everyone else. Um, We already do have another Republican candidate um, that that has entered the fray as well, and that is the former governor, Jeff Collier. Um, He had already, prior to this, essentially announced his campaign uh, for governor as well. And so you've got a Republican primary already starting to shape up. And again, it's still over a year until even the primary elections in 2022. So you have two Republicans um, that are already eyeing um, the governor's office Office and both of them would like to take on Laura Kelly um, already the two of them have been trying to size each other up you know Jeff Collier uh, released an email right after Derek Schmidt uh, announced uh, welcoming him to the race uh, but making clear that he is the true conservative and that Derek Schmidt um, in Jeff Collier's eyes has been trying to kowtow to kind of the liberal wing of the Republican Party um, is is uh, is the argument that the Collier campaign has put out there uh, for his part of course uh, the attorney general Derek Schmidt has said that he is a, a known commodity and has worked uh, as a, a member of the legislature He was actually said majority leader before becoming the attorney general that Kansas know where he stands uh, he's been very vocal about joining uh, lawsuits filed by uh, other Republican attorneys general across the United States including the, the election law uh, lawsuit uh, debacle of 2020 uh, Kansas was one of those states that signed on to, to that lawsuit as well um, um, and so he's been trying to establish his uh, conservative credentials as well. Um, and, of course, these are two candidates, and there's likely to, there are likely to be more um, entering the fray um, as well. You know, we've got kind of this this uh, this uh, kind of uh, classic matchup with uh, Schmidt and Collier of trying to define who's the more conservative. But, you know, we've got other parts of the Republican Party that could get involved here. You know, there's probably still room for a more Trump-like figure um, to emerge in this race. And so who knows uh, who that will be. So this field will likely grow to, I'm going to guess, at least four to five individuals um, at least um, by the time the primary happens uh, next August. So it will be fascinating to see uh, where that that race goes. Um, And finally, friends, it's been a little while since we've talked about the feds, uh, but President Biden and Congress have been busy um, in the last couple months. um, And that busyness culminated uh, last week in the passage of uh, President Biden's signature piece of legislation, a $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. Uh, This bill, uh, this is a Big, this is a big deal, y'all. Uh, this is kind of like the Oprah of bills. You know, you get this and you get this and everybody gets something. Um, there's a lot, a lot writing um, in this, this legislation. You know, just to give you just a small uh, little idea, glimpse of, of what's in here, you know, it does everything from those direct payments uh, to individuals that we know folks have been so, so curious about. So those $1,400 uh, direct payments, those will go out to folks who uh, make. Uh, under $75,000 a year individually or for couples that make $150,000 or less. Um, so those checks are going to start going out the, the door here pretty soon. Um, you've got uh, the payroll protection program uh that this is a new round for that the Ppp program that a lot of businesses took advantage of you know this this round uh expands the eligibility for that program adds about seven billion dollars more in funding to it um, to allow additional businesses to take advantage of it um, this bill y'all does some amazing things for child care in America um, in some it represents about a 40 billion dollar investment um, in child care in America. I think it's the largest investment in child care since World War II if I believe. Um, so it does some, some really uh, amazing things uh, for, for child care um, in this country. Um, you know, When it comes to things like the uh, Earned Income Tax Credit uh, it greatly expands uh, the, the rules surrounding uh, the Earned Income Tax Credit, um, allowing more people to be eligible for it. Uh, for the child tax credit it makes that fully refundable uh, for 2021. It makes 17 year olds eligible as qualifying children. Um, it increases the amount of the credit up to $3,000 uh, per child. So there, there are a ton uh, of different things. Um, you know, for for low-income folks, it expands uh, or extends actually um, the emergency uh, uh, provisions for the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. It extends those emergency benefits. Um, it includes a 15% increase in those benefits. So it continued through September instead of expiring um, as it would have at the end of June. Um, it includes uh, $510 million million for FEMA um, to use for their emergency food and shelter program, um, and on and on and on. Um, again, $1.9 trillion um, altogether. Um, and the, the the debate and the process to pass this bill was fascinating. It's kind of you know, the first real test of uh, President Biden's leadership and his ability to get things through uh, the, the Congress. Um, you know, the Senate was uh, where things really... Boiled down to. It's a, it's a tight, uh, tight place right now. There's a 50 50 party split, of course, in the Senate right now, believing uh, Vice President Harris to be the tie breaking vote in the Senate, uh, which she has actually already had to do numerous times, um, including one time at 5 in the morning, um, when the Senate, after voting, uh, debating all night long, um, finally took a vote um, at 5 in the morning on some of the initial procedures to get um, this package through. And so she actually came in uh, to cast that tie-breaking vote. And y'all, this is where I just have to pause to know. So the Vice President came into the Senate chamber at 5.30 in the morning to cast his vote, looking perfectly dressed, hair and makeup and everything all done. And y'all, this is where I just have to say I could never. This is why I will never be the Vice President of the United States. You could not call me at 5 o'clock in the morning and tell me that I need to be at the Capitol and also need to look like good and presentable to people. If you called me at 5 in the morning to get me to come down to the Capitol, you would get me in track pants and a hoodie with some sunglasses, hair not done, walk in carrying an egg sausage McMuffin sandwich, sitting at the chair and saying, all right, let's get this over with. Uh, Just because you all can't agree and stuff overnight doesn't mean you need to drag me into this. So if we're going to be here, we're going to make this quick. So that is why I will never be Vice President of the United States. But... Just so you know, um, interesting thing about the stimulus plan for all the opposition that there was in the Republican side, it's a pretty, poll uh, polls show it's a pretty popular policy, um, you know, of that average of, of support, um, looks like about 75% of those polled, um, on average support the stimulus plan. I think the poll I saw this morning showed 46% of even Republicans, um, support the stimulus plan. So the, the plan does have a lot of popular support out there. Um, and both Biden and Harris are going to kind of hit the road here, um, in the next couple of weeks to really kind of sell this plan and promote it to people um, as well on top of the benefits um, of it. Um, and so again, I mentioned this was kind of the first big test for the Biden administration. Um, it shows even with the Democratic majority in Congress, it is still a tenuous uh, majority, especially with that 50-50 split um, in the state Senate. So they are still going to have a tough road um, on getting things through. And then y'all, next year, 2022, we have midterm elections uh, for the House of Representatives. Um, and so uh, you never know what that will do to, to change the makeup of, of that chamber as well. So, lots of interesting things to come there. And that, folks, is our roundup for today. Lots of things going on. Um, but why don't you go ahead and stay tuned because after the break, we are going to be back with County, City Councilman Mike Lesser. Um, and we have a fascinating conversation planned, so you don't want to miss out on that. So, stay tuned after the break. You're listening to Ballots and Brews here on KSF 785 Live Radio. All right, well, welcome back, folks. We are so, so excited for our next guest. It is always excited, uh, when, excited whenever we have elected officials with us, and particularly members of our local government. So we are so excited to have District 9 City Council member Mike Lesser with us here tonight. Mike, thanks for hanging out with us.
2: Hey, Angel. Good to, good to hear from you. Thanks for asking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful day out, so what better way to spend a day than, than chat with one of our local City Council
2: members? Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, Mike, as, as we get started, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, kind of outside the city council? You know, what do you do, some of your background, that kind of thing?
2: I'm pretty much a lifelong Topekin. I uh, was not born here, was born in West Virginia um, when my dad was uh, uh, playing football. But shortly, uh, shortly after he uh, retired, I, was, I think of two, uh, we moved back to Topeka because that's where he was from, and and uh, uh, he uh, he owned an electrical construction company um, after he retired from playing football with uh, with my my grandfather and my uncle, and and so I grew up in Topeka, went to uh, uh, Seaman High School, uh, graduated then. Uh, uh, from Washburn University. Had a baseball scholarship to Iowa Western out of high school. I did go up there for a short time but decided to come back to Washburn because uh, uh, football was my first love so I wanted to do that so I came back and, and did that at Washburn graduated and, and uh, then I uh, I moved around a little bit, worked for Senator Dole uh, right after college in Washington, D.C. Um, after that, uh, I came back to Topeka uh, and worked for State Farm, got into the insurance industry as a in, in the claims department. Then uh, kind of did a circle, kind of got promoted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, then promoted to, uh, to Overland Park, then promoted back to... Uh, to uh, topeka and then after that i decided i wanted to go out on my own and and, and start my uh my own uh insurance agency and so that's kind of uh, what i did and 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 where where i'm still at today people's insurance and and uh i have uh i have four four kids four children uh lauren who uh Lauren, who unfortunately today would have been her 25th birthday, but she uh, she passed away when she was 16, and um, then I have a daughter, Ashley, who just graduated from the University of Oklahoma um, and has, lives in Dallas, and then I have a son, Dylan, who is uh, just gonna, getting ready to finish up. Uh, uh, fire fire school at uh, get his uh, fire science degree at Hutchinson Community College. then Parker, who is my theater. I know you've seen him in some performances in yeah. civic theater. He's my actor and, and <laughs> singer, and he is a senior at 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 Seaman High School. And then I'm married to my to my beautiful wife, and then my partner in business as well, Aaron. And awesome. so. Uh, that's that's kind of a 30-second snapshot right there.
1: So it's been a theme of Topeka pulling you back uh, over the years, so I'm glad, glad that they uh, got you back to stay.
2: Well, gl- yeah, I love Topeka. Topeka is home. Topeka is uh, a great big small or very small or big how how would you say it a small big town.
1: Yeah.
2: And, absolutely. Uh, and uh has uh everything great place to raise a family and uh and then of course uh you know Kansas City's right down the road so we can you know do certain things that we just aren't big enough to have right down the road from us and so yeah absolutely love Topeka.
1: Absolutely I completely agree and, and you know speaking of, of loving our, our community, you know what what, what you to
2: want to run for city council? You know, I, I was I was active in, in um, you know government, student government at at, at Washburn. Um, obviously, I, you know I I worked for Senator Dole uh, after school after college, um, and then uh, uh, I was on the school board at Seaman for a couple terms while we well, when we lived up north, and uh, you know I just. Uh, I'm opinionated. I'm passionate. And, you know, I've always kind of had that position that if you're if you're going to be that way, then either uh, keep your mouth shut or get off the porch and see if you can make a difference. So I wanted to be a part of the solution. I, I, as I said earlier, I love Topeka and I just felt that I have had and have some some skills that can help to move us move us forward and i think we've done that in the last 4 years uh, and i hope that i've been at least a part of that absolutely mean school board and city
1: council that's that's some commitment right there those are just, you know, some of the hardest levels of government right there
2: yeah yeah there's there's are you know that's when i talked to my my one of my best friends fred patton and and, and, <laughs> and you know who's a re- representative and and uh yeah he will tell you it's definitely people are definitely more passionate at the uh, uh, at the school board level, than at the state level, at least to certain, in certain perspectives, and and uh, yes, there's there's nothing like getting the phone call from the, the the upset parent because their daughter didn't make the cheerleading squad. Those calls do happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, if you if anybody find knows a way to really handle those situations, I'm I'm all ears because I sure didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I was gonna say. There's no there's no no rule book about those kind of things no no No. (laughs) oh gosh when you you decided to run for city council is there anything that, that surprised you or stood out to you as you were
2: campaigning
0: you know no not not
2: not when i was campaigning you know uh as i started paying more attention you know one of the things we really you know that some of our surveys showed was you know part of the the the, the biggest challenges we had as a city was the negativity that we had from our own not necessarily from outside but from our own people you know Definitely. so i think you solved that with dialogue you solved that with you know uh trying to do positive change you know um and listening you know having listening skills and and probably the one thing that 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 uh, um, was the hardest thing for me you know initially that recognizing of when I got on council that that uh, we got a good group now and and we're we've made some changes and we're going to continue to make some changes was though is uh i kind of had to do this in business too is you know just because it's the way that we've done it before doesn't mean that's the way that we're going to continue to do it no, Sure, not, you know we're going to find the right way to do it we're going to change we're going to adapt and some things are going to be uncomfortable possibly um but if you aren't changing if you're not evolving if you're not looking forward um then you're falling behind so um that was probably the biggest thing was um, the amount of frustration I had with, well, that's not how we do it. And uh, my answer is, well, you know, there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> and we're going to change some things here, so. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, and, and, you know, we can, uh, we, you know, dive into some of the, those issues. Of course, City Council met on uh, on Tuesday, had a, a number of things kind of on your guys' plate. And one of the, the first things that happened at that meeting um, was uh, approving some changes for the uh, Topeka Human Rights Commission, um, and namely giving that commission um, some, some new authorities to review uh, the quarterly police reports from the independent police auditor um, position. And so that's kind of the, the latest in, uh, in a number of efforts the city's made to really address... Really relationships between the public uh, and police department, introducing some new accountability measures and that sort of thing. Um, how do you feel about the progress the city has been, been making on those issues?
2: Well, I think we've made some progress um, there. I think I think, we, uh, I think we still have a lot of work to do um in, in in regards to getting to where we want to be in regards to relations I, I think um you know i think we're fortunate that 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 we don't have some of the issues that we see nationwide um but we do still have issues that 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 we need to address and 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 challenges that we need to to uh, overcome uh, with that you know I think Chief Cochran has, has done did a, did a good job as, as chief in trying to um, address a lot of those issues but you know one of the things I always say is we can always do better you know um, in everything um, I say that to my staff I say that to my kids you know always try to do better um, it, it is one thing that I always say and, and the HRC I think you know it, it I think is a good move I think we've made we're, we're making strides in that area. I think Chief Cochran did a wonderful job in in trying to get us through some difficult times. We faced some of the challenges that that other other cities face obviously and, and, and luckily we don't face some of them you know as well but you know I've, I've always said you know we can always do better and you know I tell that to my kids to my employees is let's do better um, and always kind of have that as a goal you know the one thing I like about the HRC and, and this and and kind of how we're you know reviewing you know reports and stuff like that and, and having some input is uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan Fan of, of a citizens review board. Not to say that that I wouldn't support it under certain circumstances. It would really have to be vetted from the standpoint of you have to you have to have people that understand the challenges that officers face every day when they report to work, um, and the things that they have to try to do also to 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 go home to their families. You know, because you know most times. You know, most times, you know, when you and I get up in the morning and 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 go to work, you know, we don't really have to worry about you know the fact of of knowing that there's an opportunity that we won't come home today because of our occupation, if that makes sense. So you have to understand, I, I you know, whether that's through education, um, whether that's through the make. I, you know, someone such as me, I've never been called
0: at 2 o'clock in the morning to go down to a dark alley um, because there was a report of an armed suspect or, or I've never pulled a car over or, or all those different types of things. So to be able to review a job that somebody does, I think you have to have some
2: experience in doing what they're doing. So I think the, the Citizens Review Board having the ability to review reports, report, uh, meet with independent police auditor uh, overall, I think is a good step for us to kind of move towards uh, helping to strengthen and solve
0: some of the issues that we face there, because
2: we do have issues we need to 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 uh, to to address. And, and overall, we have you know ninety nine percent of our officers are, are are good people, good officers, no different than than in any any other occupation, though. In any other group of people that you have, um, you have to identify what you can do better and 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 address
0: it so
1: sure well and you know it was interesting last week we spoke to uh Badia uh he mentioned that uh he's able to share his experience with his colleagues as uh someone who's worked in law enforcement so that's been uh, he feels that's been pretty valuable as well
2: absolutely yeah i mean mike mike is mike is one of the uh I respect Mike as much as there's. Any, I respect any other you know person in my life that I've met. You know I've known him since I was a kid, and when he was an since he, you know he was an officer back then when I I went to Assumption Grade School with his uh, with, uh, with, with with his kids, and I, I rely a lot on Mike because of his int- integrity, his open mindedness, and from an officer's perspective, um, I trust him a hundred percent when he when he evaluates something. So absolutely.
1: Um, so well, and you know one of the things. Uh, one of the other issues of course that the council took up this week or actually last week um, is really kind of one of those initial steps in the budgeting process which of course is always an exciting time for any uh, governing body uh, but uh, you know the council took up uh, the uh, budget priorities um, and starting that that process um, you know as, as that process gets started what are some things that you think uh, citizens should know about the budget process um, and how they can be involved and kind of make their voice heard during that process well
2: I, I think, you know, just as anything, you know, whether it's uh you know, speaking at a meeting, whether it's emails Phone calls, you know, let your voice be heard is kind of what it comes down to. Um, we want to hear, I want to hear people's opinions. Um, I have opinions. Everybody has opinions. Um, but I also have changed my opinions before, you know, and, and so I truly try to look at everything from an outside perspective and not with blinders on. I've always done that my entire life. You know, that doesn't mean I don't have opinions and that doesn't mean there's sometimes that I'm not going to agree with people, but um, I think voicing you know what you feel are priorities um um it obviously is is very important you know it's going to be interesting too this whole thing you know the timing of our interview and you know the 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 stimulus uh, bill that just got passed and and the amount of money then that that's that then is coming to cities municipalities and what have you is you know we're still in the process of evaluating that we actually haven't even met since it got passed so that's that kind of changes things a little bit as well. But, um, you know, other things that we've looked at from the budget perspective and the CIP, which are basically completely tied together. I mean, the CIP actually takes more work than the budget, to be quite honest with you, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, we're taking a look at the, the you know, record low interest rates that we still have and, and, and our ability to borrow um, to possibly move up some projects and spend some uh, additional funds that we weren't going to because the cost of money is so cheap and our bond rating. So, so, so um, yeah. you know, those are all things that we're, that we're evaluating. Um, and then with this, this additional money that we're going to have, um, I think, I think, uh, we are going to talk a little bit at our next JADO, as you know, I sit on the JADO, uh, uh, task force, um, to help small businesses affected by COVID with the mayor and commissioner Mays. And, um, I think we may actually look at taking some of the money from that, um, from the stimulus to, to, to fund that program versus using, you know, JADO money that we can, you know, leave there to, uh help with recruiting, you know, new businesses and new employers. And, and, and so, so lots to, lots to decide since the, in the last, since, you know what's happened and transpired since uh, as recently even as tuesday
1: absolutely well and we should remind our, our listeners out there too you can head to topeka.org slash finance slash budget uh to be able to see actually copies of uh, both the current budget uh past budgets and then there will be information on there about the current budget process and opportunities uh, for you to give your feedback as well so just a resource we'll put that out there on our social media for you all as well and uh mike you mentioned the capital improvement uh plan, and so you know, my next question is that the council's, um, in the midst kind of, of a, a couple of weeks of reviewing the CIP uh, right now, and, you know, we talked with uh, Mike Padilla a couple of weeks ago about that, but can you remind folks, uh, you know, just what the CIP is and kind of where you're at in that process right now?
2: Well, we're still in the evaluation process of, of, of hearing from the different departments and, and uh, you know, you know, the CIP is basically how we spend our money, what we do with different projects. It has a budgetary aspect to it as well. Um, but, you know, that that's where we decide, you know, certain projects, for instance, with roads, streets and roads, you know, we review it, we just, you know, things get added for future projects um, and, and put in the CIP and then and then then, uh, uh, then we look at moving things up. Where, where, where? If there's if there's things that uh, have for whatever reason become a priority, uh, then we look at moving things up. And that's, you know, that's kind of one of the things that we, we're talking about. Um, uh, that I kind of just mentioned. And with the, with the low interest rates of, of, um, spending some additional to move some of these projects up. And, you know, one of the things with the CIP on, on streets is, you know, I share the same concerns as lots of people do. Um, but I, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of, uh, utilizing mill and overlay. Um, we can do so much, uh, more, uh, at, at such a cheaper cost, um, for Milanova Valley versus, um, uh, you know you know, total street reconstruction project with concrete and et cetera et cetera I don't pretend to be an engineer but um, um, you know for instance we did that on 17th street um, if you remember 17th um, uh, I, I really pushed hard to city manager the stretch of 17th street between Fairlawn and uh, uh, I-470 was a des- I mean it was yeah. not only yeah. narrow but you know the combination of it being Marrow and being, you know, Afghanistan, a minefield of, you know, (laughs) potholes (laughs) that are darn near roadside. You know, I mean, you know, it was, it was not only, okay, are we dealing with some of these, you know, deterioration that, you know, is going to damage a car going in there, but some of these had gotten so bad that, you know, people were swerving to avoid it and then we're going to have somebody swerving into somebody else. So, um, uh, you know, I don't, that was one thing I pushed really hard for was I said, you know, I understand that where it's at in the CIP, but we need to spend money for safety reasons to, to get this milled and overlay. And we got that done. Um, and unfortunately, when you get on the other side of uh, the 470 bridge, it's concrete. Um, and you can't put, you can't, you can't obviously mill an overlay on a concrete and you can't put asphalt over it. So we're patching and that's becoming really, really dangerous too. I, you know, I get, it's in my district as well. So I get, you know, for motorcycle riders and stuff, it's dangerous. So, you know, that's, that's an area that's, that is supposed to start next year. Um, I'm hoping maybe we can look at possibly pushing that up a little bit as well. Because if you've, if you've driven that by the Applebee's and by, you know, it's 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 not only uh hard on your vehicle, it's dangerous. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: For sure. Well, and yeah, as you mentioned, and you know, we uh, will remind our listeners out there that you can um, see the CIP budget um, online as well, so you can see the details of that. I and mean, as we uh, just discussed, you'll be sure to check back, because that will change uh, often as, as conditions uh, change throughout the, the city.
2: Um, well, and the, other, the, the other thing I want to point on that, too, as we've talked about this, is, 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 you know, you might also bring up, you know, see click fix I mean... Oh, use that app. That's the first way to get stuff going. Um, whether it's potholes, whether it's street disrepair, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, uh, you know, uh, utilize that. Um, I get calls, which is fine, but you know, and, and absolutely. I try to respond to those and stuff, but, um, I won't lie. I can't respond to every pothole call. So use that C click fix and, and, uh, um, Uh, that's a a good tool to to utilize so we can know where where we need to focus some of our repairs on
1: absolutely, that is a great tool if you haven't been to that website download that app on on your phone y'all, that is a a fantastic tool uh, for being able to get information directly to um, the folks that need it at the city, absolutely well Mike, before uh, we let you get out here, we always like to anytime we have elected representative on we always like to do a fun lightning round game, if that works for you Sure, happy to, happy to. Awesome. Happy to. Well, of course, this will be favorites from your district. And we should let people know. So you're district nine. So that's essentially a good chunk of West Topeka, right?
2: Yeah, basically run basically the, you know, gauge, basically starting there at, at, at 70, you know, by the River Hayden High School, basically gauge, take that all the way up to 21st Street, you know, by Spangles, then then uh, then head to uh, head, uh, head west, uh, pretty much to Yurish, and then straight back, you know, down north. So yeah, Westridge, you know, the core shopping district there on, on Wanamaker up to 21st street and, and the movie theater up on the hill, red Robin, um, federal home loan bank, the old manager campus, you know, all those, those areas. Absolutely. So this
1: will make first some. You got some good choices for some of these questions. So the first question is your favorite local restaurant in your district.
2: Oh, wow. So hopefully I won't get myself in trouble because I, I have some, I have some good ones, but, uh, you know, I got to go with Jeff Herman and Herman's barbecue Herman's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, best burn-ins anywhere. Um, I'll put his burn ends up against anywhere and, and best meat. Uh, we, uh, we buy our, uh, Buy our steak, buy our hamburger, you know, those type of things there. So I'm gonna go with Herman's Meat and Smokehouse with a a close um if I want Italian, I I I I like Pisanos over in Fleming Place. Oh, so yeah, th- yeah. those will be my two my two uh favorites right there. Absolutely. Uh your favorite outdoor spot to relax in your district. Oh, you know, I, I really, I, I'm lucky I have Gage Park in my district, yeah. you know, um, so, uh, you know, other than uh, if, if I'm not playing golf, um, which, you know, the golf course, I don't have any golf courses in my district. If I'm not golfing and relaxing, you know, I, I, I really enjoy uh, walking around uh, walking around gauge park that's kind of my relax is you know we now have a sidewalk that goes a lot of people don't realize or hopefully if they don't know we have a sidewalk that goes all the way around gauge park now Uh, you don't have to walk on the street you know anymore um so you know you can go park at park at gauge park and and take the take uh take the trail and walk around through the park and uh beautiful scenery and and uh i i, I like to do that that's kind of one of my relaxing things
1: very cool they're cool uh your favorite and this could be the same too but your favorite attraction or thing to do in your district
2: um so then in my district uh same place but it'd be the zoo uh, oh, yeah. I, you know i enjoy i enjoy going to the zoo um um we got a great zoo man especially for the size of size of uh, uh size of our town and the, le- the leadership that we have with with Brendan and you know a board that you know you know <laughs> Led by Fred Patton and, and and other dedicated people there, I mean, talk about thinking outside the box and, and yeah, yeah. just an absolute love for the zoo. Um, we got we got Kay's guard, you know. So I'd have to say the zoo and and you know uh, this will be the first summer I've ever really been able to go and just sit and relax at in, at K. So I'm looking forward yeah. to doing that. You know, with COVID in the past, I, I hadn't kind of taken advantage of that. But I'd have to say. The Zoo, dude, is my uh, it's a
1: good choice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, if you had to use one word to describe your district, what would it be?
2: Uh, you know, I, I would say one word, it, I would say busy. Busy, you know. It's a busy. Uh, have a lot of business in my district, you know, with with Wanamaker Corridor, with you know, federal home loan bank, security benefit, the movie theater, you know, all that up on the hill, and then you know, the park's busy, people walking, riding yeah. bikes, you know, and the zoo is big, So it's, it's I got a I got a busy district, which is which is really pretty cool.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what is one word you'd use to describe your hope for?
2: future of your district wow one word to describe the hope um man that's a good question that's a good question you know i would i i would i would have to say uh uh Revitalize, um, um, continue. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna. It's got to have t- ten continued revitalization. You know, we we we've got. Uh, you know what we did on Tenth Street. What we what we're doing. Our did on Sixth Street. What we're doing on Tenth Street, as far as roads. Um, that we're continuing now in phase two there on 10th street uh, between Wanamaker and, and, and Fairlawn um, then, you know, then with the zoo, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, um, what yeah. we've done with Kay's garden there, um, you know, what Cody Foster and his uh, development of Gage Center, man. I mean, go drive, you know, go look at Gage Center now to, you know, we're going to have mission church in there with Artie Cogswell leading that and a coffee shop and, and look at Gage Center, dude. I mean, look at that. <laughs> I mean compare that I'm tell people compare that on May 1st of this year to May 1st of last year and then even looking forward what you're going to see on that. So um, what Steve Klinkenbeard did on you know some dilapidated strip malls that we had there on Fairlawn you know there yeah. on the 10th you know he redid all you know Klink redid all those properties and now they're all full with with businesses and and we, you know we just continue re- revitalization of those areas and you know and the next thing is figuring out what we're gonna do with uh with the Ramada and that core piece of property that that we need to figure out something we're gonna do. So I want to see you know continued revitalization of that uh, of my district and and uh it's exciting man.
1: Absolutely I was gonna say
2: that
1: that is exciting.
2: Well you know the other the other thing I don't want to I don't want to leave out is you know we got Slemmy place there that Tom Peterson you know developed and stuff like that. You know and you know You know, you know that people look at and say, you know, man, that's 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 a nice center. You know, that center's gotten older too. You know, and and unlike some developers that I won't mention, you know, he's taking care of that man. You know, I mean, so so you know, kudos to you know continuing to take care of 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 what we have. Combine that with what with what we got going, and you know, it's exciting. It's exciting for District Nine, and I just hope I can help to to continue that get that rolling.
1: Absolutely. Well, of course, uh, because this is balance and brews, our final question, you know, after after a long day of city business and whatnot, what is your uh, favorite beer or cocktail to relax with?
2: Well, you know, I will tell you this. um, uh, I don't uh, I don't drink. Um, I don't drink anymore. Um, uh, when I did and I still, uh, uh, I, 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 st- I was, so I would have to say if I was going to, um, right now it's, it's a, uh, it, right now it's a diet Pepsi probably or a Coke, Coke Zero. Coke oh, Zero, Coke Zero
1: probably. is a good choice.
2: Coke Zero, Coke Zero, Pepsi Zero, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> both of those. But bam, back in the day, Back in the day, man, I I I could uh, I could hurt some Samuel Adams on tap. I could hurt that pretty bad. I just I just reached my quota a little earlier than most people. Hey, do there, like.
1: there you go. Well, awesome, Mike, Thanks so much for for hanging out with us
2: today. Hey, man, thanks for all you do, buddy. You know it's uh, it's always good to talk to you. I'm, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of you. You know, uh, I haven't seen you in a long time because of this COVID. But last time <laughs> I saw you, there was, you know, you. I know you're working hard on the on the, the the meal plan and all that stuff. And I'm really proud of you for that. And and dude, you, uh, you know, thank you for you what you do, man. You are a, you're an asset to 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 Topeka. You know, you you are. You're you know, we need more angels. Um, so truly, truly. Uh, um, I, I'll pump my heart. Thanks. Thanks for what you do, ma'am. because, you know, things like this and what you do and your love for Topeka and, and everything is um, uh, can't be can't be uh, overstated. So thank you. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm looking to, to get to do these kinds of things and share that that speak a with of other folks. So that's always exciting all right folks so go ahead and stay tuned you know up next we've got a break with an up next we are going to finish up as we always do with our take action moment of the night so go ahead and stay tuned after the break you're listening to balance and bruise here on KSF seven eight five five live radio all right, folks, well, we're going to wrap things up as we always do with our take action moment of the night. And tonight we are actually focusing on an opportunity that is coming up uh, this Monday. So, very quickly, just around the quarter, this uh, Monday, March 15th, uh, the Topeka Planning Commission will actually be holding a public hearing to discuss a draft of the downtown master plan. Um, now, it's entirely possible that none of those words in that last sentence meant much to you. Um, and that's okay because I don't know people who raise Regularly stalk the Topeka Planning Commission's website, let alone know that the commission even exists. But that is why we're here uh, tonight. Uh, This plan is actually a pretty big deal. Um, It is a comprehensive uh, 10-year master plan to guide the development of downtown Topeka. Uh, To use the passwords of now President Biden, it's a big effing deal. Uh, The plan essentially divides the downtown area into different districts. There's the Civic District, the Capital District, the Van Buren, river south, river north, river to rail, and tower districts. And and each district has kind of different characteristics and a different plan for their respective developments in each of those districts to kind of match the characteristics um, and kind of a theme almost for for each district. Um, As I mentioned, the the plan is pretty extensive. It it covers everything from the construction of a new office space downtown to a push for more housing options um, in the downtown area. It's long been recognized that getting people to live downtown is going to be a key to uh, to success, to having more people downtown, um, and so much more. Uh, beyond that, I um, do have to say as someone who was involved with the initial phase of downtown redevelopment back in the kind of 2009 era, which feels like kind of forever ago, it's really exciting to see where we're at now. Uh, for some of you that are top city newbies, uh, when you think back to where this development started in 2009, this was, we're talking pre-Pennant, pre-Iron Rail, um, makes me sad to think of this, pre brewbank um, You know, all those, those fun areas we're talking about back before, Pocket Parts, before Energy Plaza, before all of that, uh, we just had a group of us who were really excited and um, trying to get people to think about what downtown could look like. Um, in fact, 785 Magazine, who of course is the one that makes 785 Live Radio possible, um, and thus this show, possible, um, was actually one of the ones that used to organize uh, Top City Thursdays downtown, and yours truly here, and Crease, from 785, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, um, used to get to partner on those events and really, Top City Thursdays were just these fun events that were held wait for it, on Thursday evenings um, downtown and it featured live music Um, businesses agreed to stay open longer, there were food and drink specials and it was basically just a way to get people to come downtown before there was really a lot um, going on to really imagine what downtown could look like when there are more people around and more options and and things like that Uh, so I am beyond excited to see the progress we've made and where we're at right now Um, and so, you know, as much progress as we've made, this plan is now kind of the next step um, in that visioning process. Now we've gotten to the point where we are, you know, what does the next 10 years uh, look like for us? Um, so I mentioned it, so it's a big plan and it's worth exploring. Uh, when it was first announced a few months ago, um, the plan was met with some, um, in in the highs of your humble hosts here, valid uh, criticism about the lack of diversity that was reflected in the plan and the lack of equity that was reflected in the plan. Um, both in the presentation, the actual graphical layout of the plan. Um, if you tried to play a drinking game where you had to drink every time you saw a person of color in the marketing materials, you'd have stayed very, very sober. Um, and including even the range of housing options that were available and really thinking about equitable housing options um, that would be available to folks of all different characteristics. Um, that, that was another concern that, that folks had in that plan as well. Uh, so the plan has uh, has been re- since then has apparently been upgraded to reflect some of those uh, initial uh, concerns that that folks have. Um, You know, there are some exciting elements to it. Uh, Riverfront redevelopment has been something that's been in the talks for a good long while. Um, And there are pieces of that that are included in this plan. Um, There's a lot of other really exciting things um, in terms of business development and things like that that are included in the plan. Um, But as I mentioned, this is a big plan that's going to last for 10 years. And so it really does merit a pretty thorough and detailed uh, review. Um, and a fair hearing. Um, So in order for you to be able to do your part in that, you can actually go online to Topeka.org planning slash downtown master plan. And when you head to that website, you'll actually be able to look through it. It's a pretty schnazzy website. Y'all, I've said it before, but if you want to nerd out, you can totally find some pretty sweet stuff on the city's website. So hashtag no judgment if you're doing that, because there's some pretty good information out there. But that's Topeka.org slash planning slash downtown master plan and we'll make sure to put that link on our social media as well Um, But you can find lots of really good information. You can actually go through each of these districts um, that we talked about. So whether it's the Capitol District or the Van Buren District, all those different districts. And you can see detailed plans um, for each of those districts. You can also see, of course, the the, the plan in its entirety. Um, There's also a presentation on there that was put together by city staff that was made to the Planning Commission. So you can see that presentation as well. So there's actually a ton of information out there that you can review. Uh, once you've done that, um, you then have the choice to voice your opinion and your thoughts on the Downtown Master Plan. Uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier some of those um, those earlier criticisms that folks had related to diversity and equity. Um, and so, you know, I mentioned there, uh, there have apparently been some revisions to the plan based on some of that feedback. And so it just goes to show how important it is um, that folks uh, make their voices heard in that process. Um, so things are known. The meeting is this coming Monday, the 15th at 6 p.m., uh, like the City Council meetings, it will be publicized on good old public access channel four. And it will also be broadcast um, via Zoom on the City of Topeka's Facebook page, so you'll be able to watch it that way. Um, you can sign up to speak uh, virtually um, for a meeting. Um, you just have to email planning at topeka.org. Uh, so that's planning at topeka.org, um, and they'll get you set up with the instructions to uh, to be able to participate virtually um, to give your feedback uh, to do that, do that via Zoom. Um, if you'd like, like if you are, are more well the, uh, if you're more a fan of the written word, you can also submit written testimony um, to, for the commission. You can do that at Uh So topekaspeaks.org, that's the website where you can uh, submit your written uh, testimony uh, to the Topeka Planning Commission. Uh, now, yeah, I said it earlier, but downtown redevelopment, I believe, personally, is something that's exciting and a positive step forward for our community. Um, but, as I also mentioned, it is a large, uh, a large plan, large so Lots of important considerations um, that need to be taken into account, um, especially as we think about how our community grows in an equitable way. You know, in a way that allows uh, all individuals in our community to to have access um, to those parts of our community. So, I encourage you to really review that plan um, with that that eye of mind, uh, that that equity lens, um, as we look at the, the plans that are called for um, in that in that master plan, um, and then to to speak your voice. You know, use your your voice. Um, at the planning commission's meeting to let them know uh, your thoughts. You know, let, them know, um, let them know what you like about the plan. Let them know about the concerns that you might have uh, about the plan. Because again, that public comment is so, so critical. And at a local level like this, you guys, people are pretty prone to listen. Um, you know, it's really easy when you give your, your feedback to uh, perhaps your representatives in, in Washington and that sort of thing for some of that commentary to kind of fall by the wayside or get buried under kind of the deluge of other stuff that comes in. Uh, but at the local level, it's a lot harder to ignore uh, feedback from a local community member. Uh, so I highly encourage you to take advantage of those those opportunities to learn and to uh, to speak your mind uh, to local elected officials. Um, so again, we'll have all that information, all those links on our social media pages. And that, folks, is our show for tonight. So as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Um, and follow us on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter at at Ballots Brews, um, where you'll see all kinds of information, behind the scenes stuff, all kinds of good things. Uh, so until next week, uh, stay safe, keep wearing that mask, get your vaccine if you can, if it's available to you, uh, keep up your social distancing, all those things we're supposed to be doing, uh, drink some good beer, and we will see you next week on Ballots of Beers here on KSF 785 Live Radio. Right here is where I would say Now for a brief word from our sponsors, but I'm just sitting here waiting for you to put words in my mouth. So, for advertising opportunities, go to 785live.com.